change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How To Do Life podcast. So I thought I'd get into an interesting topic today. It's something that I've been seeing quite a lot of in recent conversations, both in my masterclass and also with my one-on-one sessions. And that is wrestling with self-sabotage. It's an interesting topic. It's something that is rampant throughout the mindset world, the psychology world, in even in the uh, personal development world. So I thought I'd tackle it because I think there's a big misconception about what exactly self-sabotage is. Now, as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as self-sabotage. I know that might be hard to believe, especially when you are convinced that you are sabotaging your own intentions or you feel like you're wrestling with some inner conflict. But the reality is I haven't found that to be true. Because whenever I'm addressing this kind of an issue with somebody, I usually find that they're convinced that they're undoing their very intentions. So, for example, if it's a financial goal that you've got your heart set on and you find that you save a bit of money and you're focused on building up all this money and then you'll go and spend it and you'll go and buy consumables or the latest phone or latest gadget or clothing or something like that or even a car and then you wipe out that savings it's easy for you to label that behavior as self-sabotage but my question is is that really sabotage to sabotage something implies intentional destruction And when I ask the appropriate questions to get into the unconscious beliefs that you might be wrestling with, I will find that you're not intentionally trying to destroy the things that you're working on and that you're trying to achieve. It's actually something different. It's a small distinction, but it makes a huge difference to the way in which you feel and the way in which you see your behavior. So what is that? Well. If we take a step back and look at the mind and our understanding of it, and we look at it through the lens in which Freud and Jung explored the conscious and the unconscious mind, you have this conscious intention. You are consciously aware of yourself and you are intending to create something, work towards something. Let's say it is building, I don't know, $50,000 worth of savings. And This is something you are consciously intending to work on. But you've got this unconscious belief that's got a different intention. Let's say that unconscious belief is to feel good in the moment, in every given moment, and make sure that we're not feeling low, sad, 
depressed, stuck, or emotional. Now, every time that part of you sees a decent amount of money sitting in a bank account, your unconscious belief says, oh, we know how to make ourselves feel good. Let's go buy those pair of shoes. Let's go buy a new car. Let's go spend money on dinners when you're not in lockdown. Let's go and spend all this money and buy all the latest tech and the gadgets because that's what makes us feel good. Meanwhile, you're consciously trying really hard to build all these savings. So what's actually happening is you have a conscious intention and an unconscious intention. And if they're not aligned with one another, well, you can be sure that you will experience what feels like a lot of inner conflict and you swing from one side to the other. The best example and analogy I can use for this is breathing. Now, there's a lot of popularity around breath work at the moment. But what's interesting is if I was to ask you to hold your breath, you will probably be able to hold it without any training anywhere between 30 and 45 seconds. And then you'll be starting to feel the suffocation symptoms and you'll be gasping for air. But let's take a closer look at what, ha- what has actually happened there. The reality is you have consciously intended to hold your breath. So you're consciously saying, all right, I'm going to hold my breath. And so you start to hold your breath. And you hold it and you hold it and you hold it and you hold it. 30 seconds passes, 45 seconds pass. And then what happens? Your unconscious mind kicks in, takes over control, and you're gasping for air before you know it. Now, did you sabotage your intention to hold your breath? Did you sabotage your goal? Or was your unconscious belief that breathing is more valuable than holding your breath? Right? But we don't look at it that way when we're labeling something as self-sabotage. We're labeling it as, well, my unconscious was trying to sabotage my intention of holding my breath and breaking a record. Was it or just did it have a different intention of keeping you alive through breathing? So the reason I'm giving you this framework of thinking and framework of understanding of what's going on in your mind is to help you to start to alleviate some of the judgment and the labels that what I believe the self-help and personal development industry has imposed on people who have two different intentions. It's not that you're trying to sabotage yourself. It's just that there is a belief, an unconscious belief, that is convicted and has a greater sense of certainty that it wants to fulfill that belief than you consciously intend. Because you can stay consciously focused on something for a certain amount of time. But the moment you take a break, your unconscious takes advantage of you having a moment of lesser willpower and kicks in. Because, well, I'm, I'm taking over here. Because the unconscious mind is taking on, and your subconscious mind is also taking on, automatic management. Because it's been delegated to, right? You consciously intend, you build habits, and then it gets delegated to this part of the mind to help you not have to consciously think about every single thing you do, including every breath you take. So when you understand that these beliefs are actually stored in your unconscious and your subconscious, 
and that they might be intending something different to what you're consciously intending, what does that mean? Well, consciously you intend to go north, but your unconscious has a different idea. It's like, you know what? My belief is that south is a better direction to go. So what happens? You've got this tug of war because two different parts of your mind are trying to go in two opposite directions. South is not trying to sabotage north. It's just going in a different direction. So when you recognize this, it gives you a different perspective on the way in which you behave. So if we take a few steps back and say, okay, well, my unconscious has a different set of beliefs to what I'm consciously intending. Okay, so how do we get the unconscious mind in alignment with what I'm consciously intending? The best way and the most effective way I have found, and this is what I do both in my one-on-one work and also in my Mindset Masterclass, is show people how to go back through where these beliefs originated that have been stored in the subconscious and unconscious mind, start to change those beliefs. Because those beliefs may have been true at the moment that they were formed and originated, and they were valuable then. But now because you have evolved and you have grown then, and your goals have changed, your inspirations have evolved, you might now find that those beliefs that once served you no longer serve you because unconsciously you want to go south, but consciously you're trying to go north. So one way for you to start to get some insight into what's going on and where this started for you is ask yourself, okay, well, what is it exactly that's happening here? If you have a conscious intention, and you find yourself and your behavior is actually doing something very different, you want to ask yourself, okay, well, this very thing that I'm doing different, let's say where I'm spending my money instead of saving it, what's the value that I'm getting from behaving this way? How is that actually helping me? Because what that is going to do is start to reveal some of these motives that you might have that are trying to express themselves right? If you value spending money more than you do saving it, there's a belief there. So ask yourself, what is all the value and all the benefits that I'm getting from saving this, from spending this money? Where's all the value that's coming from spending my money? Well, it's making me feel good. It's filling, supposedly filling an emotional gap. Um, It's making sure that I don't have the responsibility of having to save my money. It's also making my life a little easier because if I don't have money, then I don't have to deal with all the decisions that are involved with what to actually do with it, how to save it, how to invest it, what the best places are to keep my money. Maybe you feel like if you don't have any money, you don't have to worry about family asking you for help. We have all these different motives. So by extracting what those motives are, you'll actually start to reveal maybe where this originates for you, how far back this goes. That's ultimately what we want to be exploring, right? We want to be able to see how far back these different perceptions and these different memories go. And when you start to see that this originates somewhere in your past, well, you want to start looking for where that started. Where did you develop the belief that spending money was more valuable than saving it? And as you get closer and closer to the details and revealing and 
uncovering the details of the memories of where you started to experience these different formations and creations of beliefs, well, that's when you start to empower yourself because you'll start to give yourself different contexts and ask yourself, what was all the benefits I was getting from developing the belief back then? The only reason you believe that, the only reason you hold on to these beliefs is because there's more benefits than there are downsides. That's what's keeping these beliefs in place. That's true for anybody. The only reason you do anything is because you believe that you will benefit from it. Otherwise, why would you do something that you don't perceive a benefit in? Some part of you sees more benefits. So by extracting the benefits of what that experience was back then where it all originated, well, you'll actually start to understand your decision-making process, especially the unconscious decision-making process. What will happen is you will reveal why you developed a focus on heading south instead of north all the way back then. And when you realize that, whatever the underlying cause or reason was, you alleviate yourself of that. Like, okay, well, back then, south was important to me. That's why I had had my heart and my head set on south. But that's no longer the case. Things are very different now. And you immediately alleviate yourself of focusing on trying to head south. And then as a result, your unconscious mind and your subconscious aligns with your conscious intention. Now all of a sudden you actually feel like you're in alignment and you don't have this inner conflict or this inner tug of war of these two different directions trying to fight out for dominance. So with all of that in mind, stop labeling it self-sabotage. It's not. You are not sabotaging yourself. You are not your own worst enemy. You just have beliefs that are in conflict with what you're trying to create. But as you start to work through your beliefs and change your beliefs and understand the underlying cause of where they originated, you'll stop feeling like you're working against yourself. And that's ultimately what I would love for you. So I hope that was helpful. Self-sabotage is not real. If there's one thing you take away from today's episode, it's not real. And if anybody tries to convince you of otherwise, they just don't understand you the way I do. So with that in mind, if you are looking for some extra help or you'd like to delve deeper into how to shift some of the unconscious and subconscious beliefs along with understanding how the mind actually works, make sure you reach out. Connect to me through Instagram or through my website, send me an email, or you'll be able to explore when we open up the Mindset Masterclass. So on that note, thank you for listening. I hope this uh, episode has been valuable and I'll see you in the next episode.